When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the movie podcast spoiler free review of the Marvels. My name is Daniel. I am one of your hosts today and joining alongside me are my marvelous co-hosts. It's Shabazz. Hello. And it's Anthony. What's up? We're all very just very straight to the point today. Uh, very much like the movie we're about to talk about. But I want to ask both of you, how are we doing today? Anthony, do you start? Well, we just came from watching the Marvels. So we are pretty excited. I would say like there, yeah. there's there's been a lot of talk. I can about tell the by your voice, Anthony. It's it's my cold, man. This cold won't leave me. But uh, no, it's uh, there's been a lot of talk about the Marvels leading up to you know the past couple of days, and then this week at the end of the week we're gonna you know general audience will be able to watch it. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to like discuss the things that we liked and things that we don't like. And um, but yeah, like chilling, man. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I love it. You know, we're we're in a good mood today. Shabazz, how are you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good. I my question, and I think I already know the answer to this one. Out of the Marvels, which one are we? Well, Shay, you are clearly our Carol Danvers. <laughs> you know what I just think, man? I think yeah. I am. Like I, I think if I were to be, I would be more of the Carol Danvers because Daniel, you're definitely more of a Kamala Khan with your love for the MCU, your how you did do the same screaming and crying that uh when you see a celebrity uh from the marvel universe pop up so it's true you know during our interviews it's something that i've had to really rein in when we're talking to people um also i have to um you know yeah there's a lot yeah, and yeah, i also yeah, just have to just like yeah yeah, yeah i'll keep it down I'll, I'll contain myself i'll contain myself no but yeah it, it's it's funny though but I, I think there's a lot of uh aspects to us that are uh, I guess all three of them really. in all of the characters, absolutely, right? So absolutely. But yeah, I mean, clearly though, uh, there's a lot of, there's a Carol Danvers in all of us, there's right? A Carol there's, that, there's a Kamala Khan in all of us. There's a Monica Rambo in all of us as well. It is true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you, who, who you see yourself as uh, the trio? Thanos. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thanos. It <laughs> is. Not, he, he wasn't one of the options, but nope. whenever Anthony could bring up Thanos, he will. And Flip. there you go. Snap away. Snap away. Snap. Oh, you all. The moose. It's Italian Thanos. The Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos. 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 Uh, Thanos. Thanos. Uh, one thing I was laughing at though a lot when uh, when the characters were switching their powers, I'm like, I could so see that happening to us. Yeah. And us just 
trying to work it out and having a really fun way of doing it. So yeah, but we'll definitely talk all about it because this is the movie podcast. You could catch new episodes all throughout the week. Our reviews, our interviews, our episodes, and all the latest movies and series and video games. There's so much to do here on the movie podcast. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, we've prided ourselves of building a really incredible entertainment loving community so if you want to talk about this film if you want to talk about any shows or movies that you're loving make sure you check it out check us out on all social media platforms everything you need to know is in the show notes below or in the description below including our discord if you want to join and talk about this film now before we get to our spoiler free thoughts which are coming up very very soon i do want to address some of the comments that we have been getting on our content for the marvels we were super lucky to work with disney to have interviews for the marvels including with director nia da costa producer mary lavanos and composer laura cartman uh we have those out we are super proud of those interviews we've been getting a lot of toxicity and vile comments on those a lot of comments that we don't see on our other content and you start to think okay What's the common denominator here in toxic comments? And a lot of it is something that's always thrown out when it comes to anything regarding, you know, Brie Larson or the Marvels or women in general. And I think that is not what we are about here on the movie podcast. That is not what our community has been based on, what has been founded on. We do not want those comments to represent who our community is. And I think it's important that we address that because as much as we can erase and report and block, we also don't want to just be mass blocking and erasing comments because again we want the movie podcast to be a community where people could discuss how they're feeling but if you're discussing how you're feeling with a without having watching the movie with being vile or three just being a super negative person that is not what we want here and we do not want those comments part of our community now can you be critical of this film yes can you be negative about something sure if you want to be but a Approach it properly. You know, on the movie podcast, we pride ourselves on being honest, but not being negative. We could be critical, but not be mean. There's a lot of ways that you could approach criticism. And I think at the end of the day, if you're going to be negative, or you're going to be mean about something, you're welcome to do it. But also know that that's not what we want here on our show. That's not what the movie podcast is about. And guess what? You haven't watched the movie yet. A lot of you haven't. So if you're commenting these things... We got to watch it. This is what we do for our jobs. We've gotten to watch it. We can be critical about it. You can be critical about what's been released so far, sure. But again, you haven't watched the film yet. And once you have watched the film, we please invite you to, to join in the discussion because we want that, of course. We want to know what worked. We want to know what didn't. That's exactly what we're doing right now. But there's just know that there's always a way to approach it. Uh, Anthony Shea, please jump in if there's anything you want to add. I just had to get that out right of the way. No, I appreciate that you said that because one of the first things I was taught as a child um, was if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. It's just it's just the honest truth. Some of the comments that we get are just so stupid. Like, this is proof <laughs> that this is Marvel's new low. What about our interview was proof that this is Marvel's new low? Show me your work, man. Also, Show me also, your work, what, Johnny, what whatever your name is. On yeah, on what? What about proof in our video with our the composer of the Why? film like, was proof? That's you, what was like, even what's more wrong damning. with you. Like, yeah, and again, like we're not trying keyboard, to, man. we're not, you know, we're not trying to put people on blast here. But like, come on, like nah. this is a movie at the end of the day about comic book characters. Like, 
let's let's look at the real issues in the world. Like, touch grass. Uh, Anthony, anything you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> touch grass, you know? Touch the sun. Oh, the, the burn. For, <laughs> that would burn. Uh, but some people deserve to be touched by the sun for sure. <laughs> A lot of the people in this comment. That is the most in, like most beautiful insult. Some people yeah. deserve to be touched by the sun. It's like, huh, they wait deserve to be touched by the hold sun. On a second. Oh, that's mean. That's so, that's so beautiful. <laughs> no, I, I think if you have really, you know, intellectual feedback for a film that you've watched, then for sure you can you could comment and talk about it. But this like this group of toxicity that's coming around these this movie because and you know it i'm not there's it's address the elephant in the room because it's a female driven movie directed by a female that's you know produced by a female that's composed by a female there's there's something wrong with having that type of thinking all the time there and this is beyond what we watch, this is like a societal thing that is yeah. coming out. And I don't understand why. I don't understand why people hate women so much. I, I don't understand why they don't want to see them cele- celebrate. I don't, I don't get that. Like why, why the hate, the, the, the toxicity, the, the absolute, like just evilness. Like it, to me, it's evil when you hate on someone who you don't know, you don't even care about and you'll probably be i'll probably probably will hear in comments about us and all that but sure or see in the comments but i just can't understand what happened in your life to warrant such visceral hate for something and if you yeah. want to talk about it if if something did and i'm being generally honest i'm being 100 no, we serious. are we're if we're very sincere here yeah if something has happened in your life and you do have this just knee-jerk reaction to hate or to be angry or to be consistently like, oh, I want to bring down something that people love. You're welcome to to join our Discord. You're welcome to talk to us. Like, you can message us and be like, hey, I think like this is something that I, I keep doing. I want to talk about it. We're going to listen. I know that it'll probably no one will do that, but the door is open for people always to communicate with us. Because we want to make sure that the positivity that we're trying to spread with our reviews, our interviews, with our episodes is not just about this, but it's about everything. Like, just be good to one another. Be happy. There's enough stuff going on in the world for you to just be like, I'm going to go ahead and bring down the Marvels because I'll be honest, man, you're not. You're not going to do it. Exactly. You have one life. Don't spend it being angry. Be Don't happy. get touched by the sun. Don't get don't don't get touched by that sun. <laughs> don't get touched by the sun. Be good to one another. At the end of the day, um, we're the movie podcast. We're gonna keep doing our thing. We've been doing this for almost five years now. If you are part of the community that has been helping us grow and to build and to foster a place where people can enjoy movies, entertainment, and want to talk about them in an open space. We're so glad that you're here. And if this is the first time you're finding our show, whether you're watching our faces on YouTube right now or listening to us on a podcast feed around the globe, we're so glad that you're here. So please consider staying. And like I said, everything you need to know is in our show notes below. Now, let's continue forward here on the movie podcast. There's so much to talk about. And like I said, we will be staying spoiler free on the movie podcast today for the Marvels. Stay tuned for a later date. We'll be talking a lot more in depth about 
the plot of this film, what's going on, because there is a lot to talk about and a lot to talk about the future of what to expect. I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, this was in 2019, we did an episode called um, like the future of Marvel. And I'm curious to see how that episode would hold up today. And maybe if we need to do like um, a refresh on it. But the Marvels is releasing in theaters on November 10th by Walt Disney Studios Pictures. Thank you to Disney for inviting us to watch this film and do interviews. Those are out now. Make sure you go check those out. It stars Brie Larson, Amon Vellani, and Tiona Paris, which you all know from the from Captain Marvel, from WandaVision, and from the Miss Marvel series. And now they are together with Nick Fury. Samuel Jackson is returning, and there is no one better to shepherd this new generation of a team forward uh, in the MCU. Shabazz, I would love for you to start us off with your first reaction to the marvels the marvels is fun it's fast it's an absolute delight there's a lot about this movie that really surprised me and i think when you look at a film that the marketing has been a little bit more on the side of okay we're going to really really hold back and 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 i mean marvel typically does do this but we're going to really hold back and just going to show you some of the same stuff when we watched uh, the 30 minute, 20 minute preview uh, a few weeks ago, you know, we saw about the first opening 20 ish minutes of the movie. You, you still, I still didn't have a full idea as to what this movie was going to be about. I kind of had some, some glimpses into it, but I still wasn't sure. Okay. Is this a necessary story? Is this something that right now with Marvel kind of being this weird limelight of, which is always the case for them, you know, Oh, is Marvel going down? It's just the end of the MCU, et cetera, et cetera. You kind of start to wonder, okay, I'm getting a lot of Marvel content. What is worth it and what is necessary for me to kind of move forward? And there's a lot about the Marvels that I think really, really works and really, really, I, I really, really like. And then there's also a lot where I'm like, okay, this didn't work or this wasn't needed or is this something that you need to go watch on, on the big screen? Let's talk about this this trio of, of amazing characters we have. Every single one of them, you know, from from Captain Marvel to, uh, to Miss Marvel to... Uh, Professor Marvel, or if you really want to call her anything else, you know, <laughs> Photon, Photon, yeah, yeah. It, just to to Monica Rambo, to Captain Rambo, all of them are just so phenomenal, and the chemistry is unmatched. I think they work so well together. I think they're having the best time of their lives. At certain moments, I wasn't even sure if what they were filming was for the movie or just them kind of hanging out on set, <laughs> and it just <laughs> them just having fun, just them having yeah. fun because it really, really worked. I think the, that part of the movie works really well. The family dynamic with Miss Marvel works extremely well. You look at movies, and, I, and I'm blanking out on what Marvel movie recently did this or Marvel show did this, where they tried to, I guess, include extra members of either the family or, I you know, sorry, it wasn't a Marvel movie. It was Blue Beetle. That's what I'm thinking You're of. You're talking Blue Beetle. I'm yeah. talking about Blue Beetle, where the movie is about family and the inclusion of family and how that didn't work, in, in, in my opinion, in that film, whereas in this... Kamala's family, they work so well. They're used really, really well in this movie. They they have great comedic moments, great comedic timing, but also they add a little bit more to the story. And for the audience, especially a movie that's this fast paced, that's this short, they kind of help give that exposition or just move us along with these characters that are moving at a breakneck speed. Uh, there's a lot of great surprises in this, but I definitely do want to open it up to you guys to, to give me your opinions as well, because I'm sure that a lot of great conversations is going to come from this movie. It's nice that you, uh, that you spoke about how well her family is used, because again, 
and Blue Beetle, it, that is something that, you know, the Blue Beetle family was fun for the first you know, 20 minutes of that film. And then they became such a crutch to telling the rest of that story and being inserted where they didn't need to be, where, you know, the, the Khan family in this, they're so fun. And it's just seeing the pairings of them, especially when in that sequence where you see them switching powers and they're and they're reacting so naturally to that. This really feels like it's an extension of what we got in Miss Marvel, which is really fun to see that. Anthony, I would love for you to jump in and tell us how you're feeling about the Marvels. There's a lot of things I, I really liked about the Marvels, and there's a lot of things I didn't like about the Marvels. I'm I'm really in the middle when it comes to Marvel movies and series. I I like some, I don't like it. I, I'm in a this this weird relationship with Marvel right now in my life because I kind of have grown out of this this universe or these this type of storytelling. But I really right. and you're not alone, right? And you're I, not alone at all. I mean, I think that's how a lot of people are feeling right now with the MCU, where it's like this is, you know, they'll watch what they want, they'll watch what they like, and then there's other stuff that they'll just catch eventually, or maybe not even watch, right? There's because there's so much, right? There is. It it reminds me of when I used to buy comic books, and you would have to buy this series and that series to tie it in with this other series. But I still like the idea of this continuity. I think Kevin Feige doing whatever he can to keep everything still connected in the universe is such a, a feat even for, for um, how, how many years are we going down? Like 15, 20 years? We're going on 15 years. 15 years, years the 15th of year continuity of, of stories that are, have some way have connected with another. And, and that's an amazing feat. And overall, I enjoyed my time with the Marvels. I, I thought that the chemistry between these three marvels were fantastic, especially on screen. They they have this chemistry that you love to see and you want to see more of. And especially for me, it was uh, Iman Villani and Brie Larson and their relationship together because uh, Miss Marvel has always looked at Captain Marvel as her best friend, a sister, someone that she just looks up to, right? This is the first time she actually gets this person. And you could see it in Iman Vellani's eyes that I'm with the person that I have looked up to all my life. And here's Captain Marvel, who's just, she has, always, she, she has like the sternness to her, but she also is lonesome and looking for friendship. And I think the two together work so well because with Monica, she left Monica at such a young age. And I feel like that disconnect, she can reconnect with Amon, like with Miss Marvel and and kind of regenerate that relationship in another way. So I really like the chemistry. And, and I think Monica Rambeau had a hard time finding her place in this trio. At times she did find it. At times she did feel like a third wheel, but she did find her ground at the end. But I, I think this was, that's what stands out for me. It's, it's this really great team up in a movie that doesn't have the biggest villain doesn't have the longest story is not going to be a huge impact in the MCU, but it's just really telling the story of, of these three women who, who get to connect and, and be marvelous together. That's, I think a, a really great way to end your first reaction because they really are marvelous together. And I think when you're looking at, 
the three of them as a whole. And, you know, we were introduced to Captain Marvel, you know, in the Infinity War post credit scene. And then we got her own film where we got to really understand where she came from and be introduced to, um, you know, her, her Maria Rambo, her friend, and then the daughter, Monica Rambo. Um, so there was already a dynamic that was set up there. And then Amon Vellani coming into this film and just stealing every damn scene. She is such a bright spot in this film. Friend of the she show. is such a friend of the show, friend of the show. She was on the show last year. Uh, she is so wonderful. She is a damn star and the future of the MCU. I think anytime she was on screen, I was like, I am just so ready to see her have her own film or another series of her show or, or, or whatever. Like we just need more Kamala Khan in the MCU. Cause she's so good. But going into the Marvels, you know, Shay made the joke earlier that I'm I'm a huge MCU fan. Yeah, of course. Like I've loved what they've been able to build in this world. But like a lot of people, this last two years have really left me like, you know, I'm um I'll get to it when I get to it. You know, Secret Invasion was one of those shows that started off interesting for me. And then I, you know, I haven't even finished the finale of it, right? I'm I was halfway through it. I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm I'm not really feeling this. I'll get to it eventually. But going into the Marvels, I was like, you know what? I enjoyed, you know, the the majority of the first Captain Marvel film. I loved Miss Marvel as a series and I loved WandaVision. So there's a lot of parts of this film that I'm already going in that I know I like what's been established. But the marketing for this film hasn't been doing a lot for me. It was one of those films I was like, you know what? It's a wait and see how I'll feel about it once I watch it. And leaving this film, I'm just so happy to say how surprised I am, how pleasantly surprised I am, how delightful this movie is beginning to end i think it's so weird it's one of the weirdest mcu movies that we've gotten in a while because there's a lot of moments in it where you're just like whoa that's a really weird joke or that's a really weird visual but it owns it and it just owns how zany it is and there's some really great just comedic timing in this um comedic timing that usually you'd see like in a guardians film and i'm not talking about a joke or a one-liner it's literally just the timing of a scene is just so funny and I think Nia DaCosta just nailed it with that. You know, I, I, I like that you touch upon the weirdness of this movie because I think initially I probably wouldn't have agreed. I'm like, oh, it's not that weird. I'm pretty used to it. But I think what the weirdness about this film is that what you also mentioned is that it embraces it. A lot of Marvel movies sometimes, they really give you a lot of rope to go, hey, come along for this joke or this or this gag or this weird moment. And this one, it's like, no, we're over 20 movies deep. This just needs to be like second nature to you. You need to be able to understand that this is what's going to happen next. This is the next moment of the movie. And because of that short runtime, you're just kind of on board. You're not really getting off this ride. You're, you're on it the whole way and you're accepting everything that's thrown at you. So I think, which is an interesting way to put it, this is the most confident Marvel movie that we've gotten because it's not trying to spoon feed us too much. It's just trying to be like, You've done this before. Let's do it again. That's a very fair point. Yeah, there's not a lot of hand-holding in this film because of the length of it. It just goes. It just flies from beginning to end. But I do want to talk about some negatives or some critical aspects of the film. Let's say it better. The villain of this film, played by Zawe Ashton, um, very forgettable. Not someone... That, uh, again, I'm not criticizing her performance as much as I am just the role itself. There is not a lot there for Darben to really feel like an intimidating threat. You know, you had you no know, 
Carol Danvers 1v1 Thanos in Endgame and, you know, be super powerful where compared to Darben, she feels a little depowered. It feels like they had to br- like kind of bring in her powers a little bit to feel like she's on the same scale as, you know, Monica Rambeau and to uh, Kamala Khan. So there's some moments where just like, I feel like she could just incinerate this person, but they didn't. Dude, I... I would be, I was watching. I'm like, why is she having trouble with these Kree warriors? She should be able to destroy them. She, she went toe to toe with Thanos. So it's, if it feels off for a character, very, very powerful. I almost thought, is there something wrong with her? Like physically, like, is there a part of this story that I missed that she doesn't have her powers or like she is kind of nerfed, as you said before, Daniel, that her powers are not full-fledged because she's a very powerful character especially when she's flying and she's she's hitting things she's lifting things and she's like she has a real trouble with these Kree warriors and you'll you notice it in the beginning of this movie when you see the 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 cuts back and forth between uh between the marvels which i also had an issue with because it was really confusing the way that story that part of the story was being told but yeah her power was very non-existent so yeah that's that's one of the things that i was initially like okay this is an interesting approach this um but yeah the villain and the stakes of the villain i i once you kind of see what's the what the villain is after in this film you're like okay i get it but it's also just like you want to have a really you know memorable villain for this trio to go up against and that's why so much of this film is on the backs of uh, Brie Larson, who I really think gets a great outing as Carol in this, she really I think has settled into who this character is. And I think Anthony said it, you know, earlier. You know, she's lonely. She's out in space. She feels like she has to atone for the sins of her past with being this annihilator. And she's kind of kept herself separate from the worlds and not gone back because of that. And then you have uh, Amon Vellani, who is coming to her own, having her powers. This feels like. It didn't forget the the style and just like the uniqueness of what Miss Marvel was as a show, and it brings it into this film. And then you have Teneo Paris, who again gets to do so much more with Monica as a character and developing who she is, where she's going, and you know, you know, just figuring out what you know what her relationship is with her aunt Carol at this point, right? So this film is doing a lot in a very short runtime, and a lot of it works. But there are moments where like, you know what, I feel like I could have gotten more of, you know, what's Fury doing out in space right now? Or, you know, what has Carol been up to or what's everyone up to? But the villain is really uh, the weakest component of this film for me. It's funny that you say that Carol came into her character. I actually felt that she was so distant from what we've seen in the past with Captain Marvel. It almost was to the point where she wasn't confident enough to be captain marvel right okay even though i i and and i really liked her look i really liked the hair i think you know the hair that we got from the end, end game end, end game like sharp on the edges i just couldn't connect with that character i'm like i get that yeah. it looks good in a comic form it looks it was really- a little the the and i think that's like a common complaint with her yeah. with her look in Endgame. and again we're like oh guys commenting on the appearance like no it's just the the look of the hair itself was a little bit off in Endgame for sure. It, yeah, it came off too strong. Well, her 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 appearance now, I think, is probably one of the best. But I felt that her character just was very distant 
and I don't know if and maybe it was because it was you know we're juggling between three different characters, but I felt like if this is a Captain Marvel film, which I guess it is. I don't know. Is it considered a sequel? Is it just on its own? Is it like a Batman versus Superman thing? Well, I mean that's the MCU right now, right? Like the the MCU very much is being treated as you know this is our Marvel universe, and we could combine characters and we could combine storylines and tell whatever story you want to move things towards something whatever right. that is we don't really know but yeah i just i just found her character to be very distant in in just portraying what we've seen in the past from her she just felt very timid not as confident as we've we we know captain marvel is and especially with the nerfed power it just she just came off a different vibe like there was a different vibe from from captain marvel that we're we're so used to i think i think in in if my interpretation of this is somewhat correct what you're describing anthony i feel like the reason why you know brie larson's captain marvel was like that was there was a lot that she was dealing with a she's she's seeing monica rambo after years and there's already that tension there as well so there's already that ice cold kind of an approach to it that and also i think dealing with the fact that you know she's coming to terms with the annihilations that she's been doing the dealing with that term dealing with a lot of just in the opening sequence that we're kind of seeing of just all these flashbacks she's getting it almost i feel like it, it's it's changed her from the saving the world captain marvel to uh, almost in a way identity crisis captain marvel Yes, do I think that they could have spent a little bit more time on that to really flesh that part out so that the coldness and the distance kind of made sense? I, I do wish we got that. But at the same time, because this movie is just so fast-paced and moving so quick and just like, let's go, let's get this done, maybe it's good that we didn't spend time on there because maybe that part might have bored us a little bit or maybe you just kind of dragged it on a bit. So that's just my interpretation of it. I mean, I'd love to get your opinion on it too. What I really loved too is that this is probably the best Nick Fury that we've gotten in a really long time because this just feels like classic Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, you know, being, you know, a badass and being in space. And what I commended and, you know, I, I, I shouted it out in our review of Secret Invasion. I'd like seeing in the first two episodes of that show, seeing a Fury that is on the back foot and scared and having to figure out what's what going to be his life moving forward. Um, but as the show played out, that really lost, it really, really lost what that, you know, what was unique about that. But this kind of brings it back to to Nick Fury formula, where it's just like, no, like this is Nick Fury. He's leading Saber. He's a badass MF in space, and he's going to be doing what Nick Fury does. And I think he has such a great dynamic. There's a smile that he does um, when Kamala throws him the gun. And again, this is a scene in the trailers and the clip they released. And he just like smiles and they kind of just stand beside each other. And it's just like there's almost like this passing of the torch in the in that look where it's just like look where I started 15 years ago with Tony Stark. And now I'm here. I am with some kid. Uh, but it was like, it was like a, a really proud moment in his eyes. And I, and I really dug that. I really liked Nick's performance in this or sorry, Sam's performance in this. Uh, well, in this Nick's film. Nick's performance. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I think we could have a full, like, hour two hour podcast, just gushing about Iman Villani and her performance yeah. in this movie, her, her immersion into Miss Marvel, because man, that I guess is my only complaint, and it's such a silly complaint because she is in ninety nine point nine percent of this film. But I was like, man, I want more. I want just the Miss Marvel movie. I think, game. One thing that you touched upon in the car was, I don't want a season two of Miss Marvel. I mean, like obviously I do, but 
I want more Miss Marvel based movies. Just give me big more screen. of Iman on, on the big screen doing her thing in and have her show up in as many movies as you want. I don't care. She's such a joy. She's so good, so funny, and just an absolute delight to watch. I literally could not get enough of her. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, anything she says or does, I'm I'm on board for. Like Give me all the Miss Marvel that you possibly can. And if that means that we have to get a season two, perfect, sure, that's fine. But she deserves the big screen. She deserves the the big showcases, the the, the biggest, the biggest, the best. Yeah, because she's she's just so fun, right? And yeah. I think you have a a great lineup of characters in the MCU that we have been introducing over the years, um, like with a younger team, and it'd be so nice to see them eventually get a project where we could see them shine together and do something really really cool because again the mcu at the end of the day like we're, we're in an interesting spot with it where you know that variety article came out and then there's been so much uh back and forth just toxicity of just like well this and this well actually this debunks this and it's just like at the end of the day these movies are made to entertain us they're meant to be fun and i think the way we look at things now is such through the lens of just like you're on one team or you're on another team. And it's like, like that's not what like movies aren't sports. They like, you don't no. need to be fighting for your life on Twitter. Like, no, like go enjoy. If you don't enjoy something, then go enjoy something else. I think at the end of the day, it's like that. But I think these are all about really valid criticisms of the film. Um, another thing I want to say, and again, this is something that Marvel has been very much criticized for in the past is the visual effects now is there anything egregious in this film no uh are there moments that i think that's uh could look better for sure but again it all comes on down to time it comes down to money and this film did have a big budget and also we don't know how budgets change now with covid and the production costs and everything's rising sure uh but there is something to be said that hopefully that whoever worked on this film was properly compensated they got time to work on stuff but I do think you look at Ant-Man, Quantumania, you look at Thor, Love and Thunder. I think those films were a lot more egregiously lackluster to look at and had a lot bigger moments where you're just like, whoa, that does not look great. Uh, but nothing really massive in this. Again, you will know that there is effects in this film for sure. And again, I think it's just part of how the internet is now where you know in your brain, even though you may not agree with it, you'll be like, oh, I can see that this is going to be a scene that people are going to be like, look at this and show a, 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 a skewed angle from the bottom of a movie theater. <laughs> Just really uh, blurred out, you through, know, through the, through the pocket of their shirt, they snuck a picture and you're like, let's judge this whole movie yeah. off of one frame of it. Ugh. That's always going to happen. Already. Yeah. I know. I know. But again, like we like generally again, speaking for me, cause I know we've been talking a while on this. Um, I am super surprised on how much this movie just, was so fun and i think that's what i've really missed in the mcu over the last little while is that this is just really fun and you know how much we love loki i love i'm, I'm loving i can't wait for the finale this week more of a serious show this is just pure fun yeah beginning to end and i think that's what really made me resonate with it a lot of the criticisms criticisms that you've brought up i think are, are super important and they kind of you know you have to look at the film as, as as a whole now how much of this movie is necessary in in pushing the marvel story and formula forward and while i don't know what I, I'm, I'm trying to phrase this in a way where it makes sense but it's like 
there's a story here. Is it is it the most memorable story? No. Did I come for the the friendship? Did I come for the the laughs? Did I come to be entertained? Yeah, I got all that. But as a part of the bigger scheme of things, I don't know how much it pushes things forward. And I think that's kind of where I'm struggling with the movie as well. There's a lot of good stuff with the with the characters, but the the weak villain, the 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 story being almost very uh it's like you talk about street level this is this is street level in space in a way granted <laughs> we have a we have a a mid credit sequence that we're not going to talk about nothing in the after credits we have a mid credit sequence we have an ending sequence that also occurs that really are setting up a lot of what we hope is going to come forward but again if we look not even too far back we look even to just eternals a lot of the stuff that we've been getting so far from Marvel in the mid credits or after credits scenes have not been addressed. Now, a lot of people are like, well, just, just wait, just wait. Sure. I'm down to wait, but we've also had so many things that have been revealed and so many roads and threads and avenues that are kind of popping out right now that it's like, how are any of these going to kind of go back together so seamlessly, at least have some of them feel like they're connected to one another. And I think that's the part that I'm still trying to figure out. So really curious to see where it goes. I, I agree with all the positives and negatives that we've talked about this or criticisms that we've talked about this film. No, I was going to say, I agree with you. Does this movie warrant the big screen approach? And I think Marvel really has to focus on what it wants to tell the stories it wants to tell. Cause I think when we got out of Endgame, we were in this, you know, euphoric, vision of we want to tell all these stories and i don't know if that's the best case scenario for marvel's um longevity it it comes down to you know these movies like this movie cost 200 and something million dollars to make was the story worth that was what we got on the big screen worth that honestly it wasn't for me i i just couldn't see that this I, even though I like this film, I just can't see this is the story that you want to put $250 million in to have on the big screen for people to come from their homes to go watch because it just, it wasn't big enough. It wasn't, and, and I know that's, that's hard that, you know, we, we, we were trying to get away from that world, but it, this story wasn't big enough for the budget and for what we got as a, as a, a team up for these, for these three Marvels. And I think it really, makes sense to re- refocus on the villain and Marvel has issues with their villains. They have a really good one, which they ended, but, and they've had great villains. Like even, you know, the last guardians had a really good villain. Yeah. The villains are an integral part to having the audience invested care. In, in care, invested and have this, this emotional connection to why, that person's a hero and that person's a bad guy. And I couldn't find it in this movie. I, I Zawe did a, you know, she did a great job with her character, but again, who was her character? What was the point of her character? Um, and I really think Marvel needs to structure a more thorough line with the storytelling it wants to have in the next, you know, mm-hmm. 20, 30 years. And I think it starts with Fantastic Four. And I yeah. hope because you have a very good villain with Doctor Doom. Kang, not so much, but Doctor Doom is a villain that can last and can connect a lot of a lot of different characters together. And right. um I do hope that's the next 
you know vision for that for this uh franchise and for this uh, studio yeah i mean i think that the thing that you touched upon there is that you have is this worth it for the big screen and i know that in our final recommendation we're gonna we're gonna talk about all that what i what i will say though is that you you look at the three well i guess you look at the the two disney plus shows that kind of build up to this moment this is one of the few marvel projects that i feel actually really benefited from those shows a not only just watching them but also it, they actually really feel connected i didn't feel that with multiverse of madness where it felt like a continuation from wandavision it felt like someone had heard about Vonda, wandavision and then they made multiverse of madness <laughs> vandavision vandavision that was me that was my sokovian accent coming out <laughs> but with this i actually generally felt like all those shows and all whatever we got before actually led up to these characters in their way but again, comes down to story and villain, which I mean, I'm sure we're kicking it to final recommendation soon. So if you want to get to that, let's get to it, man. It's funny you say that, Shabazz, <gasps> because before we get to the final, and no, I'm kidding, let's get to <laughs> our final recommendations. Shabazz, since you said it, I'm going to get you to start us off. Oh, man, that's so much, so much pressure. Um, I'm going to, there's a lot of prefacing that I know we do when we talk about our final recommendations. Sure. Here's what I'm going to say. This movie has its faults for sure, but I think the positives are really fun. And I think right now, if you want to just get out of the house, go to a theater, this is a good movie to go and watch because you're just going to have a good time. If you can forget about all the, the, the lore and the world building and everything, the characters alone, these relationships, these actresses, they are giving it all and they are having a good time doing it. And watching that is joyful. Plus you're, out in under two hours great date night great fun night with the friends and everybody else i think if you're still somebody who's like oh, ugh, there's too much marvel out there for me whatever something you can add to your queue but i'd say for a lot of people out there who just want to have a really good time and i want this movie to do really well as well because i think these people absolutely deserve it they deserve their flowers i say go watch it you're talking about like oh i, I want to preface this of course i mean there are movies we are 30 plus movies deep into the mcu right now guess what if you're listening to this review, it's because you obviously care about the MCU or you maybe just want to hear about what's coming out next. But I hope that our listeners, our, our viewers, wherever you're you're ingesting the movie podcast, and I know Shay loves that word ingesting, um, wherever you're listening to our show, you know that we're giving it to you with like the preface of like, hey, you may like this or you may not like this. Like, and especially when it comes to Marvel, this is a very specific thing at this point. Because regardless of what we say, if you are planning on watching on the new Marvel movie, you're going to go watch it. But for me, this movie is a watch. And I had a great time with it. I had so much fun. Uh, this is probably the most fun I had watching movie this year in theaters because there's been so much serious films, so many films that I'm like, yeah, this was a great time to, to watch it. But I actually had fun and we were all laughing watching it. I had a really good time with it. This movie is not going to change your mind if you are tired of Marvel movies. If you are over the MCU or if you're looking for an entry back into the MCU, this isn't going to change that. But if you had a great time with WandaVision, if you loved Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel and you want to see, you know, what's coming next, you're going to have a great time with this. And I think this did deliver for me. Anthony, take us on home to Country Roads. Daniel, I need you to take back the most fun experience because Oppenheimer was the most fun experience. 
I listen, completely different movies though. I mean, like Oppenheimer, <laughs> I, I was like, that was a soul-listening experience. The, we're trying to keep the con- continuity <laughs> of Oppenheimer through all our films <laughs> until and the end of the year. If it's not Oppenheimer, uh, don't talk about it. And then we better stop Oppenheimer. You oh. know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> no, you're. I'm glad. I mean, we'll we'll always find a way to bring up Oppenheimer. So I'm glad that you did, Anthony. But please give us your final recommendation. The Marvels is. It's a fun movie. I like it's an incredibly fun movie. And I think the chemistry between all three actresses is what drives or what would drive me to the theater. And I think it would drive a lot of people who, who have families who are interested in this world, who love the MCU. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it, especially if you like goose, because there's a lot of goose. But a lot of goose in this. There's one. a lot of goose. There are parts of this story that just for me, I have issues with. But at the end of it, I'm in a different part of my life with the Marvel Cinematic Universe where I can take this and say, hey, yeah, there's issues, but you also gave me some incredible moments and some powerful moments and some very action-packed sequences. And I I enjoyed that. And I want to say, if you are a big fan of the MCU, go watch it. If you're not, and you're just in that world of, I'm not a big comic book person, Add it to the queue or maybe never watch it. But I think if you're an MCU fan, I think you should watch this because there is a lot to take in. Um, there's a cre- after credit scene that will get you excited. Um, but yeah, I think it's a watch it. I just wanted to, I just wanted to quickly say, it, I think the biggest benefit of this movie is that it's under two hours. And I think that's as, the as well. driving the driving force of this movie. What makes this movie so enjoyable and a great time out is the fact that it's under two hours. Because and and we we love long movies here. We love short movies or whatever. But a movie like this, a lot of Marvel movies don't need to be two and a half hours. You don't need a lot of filler in them. You can get in and out of them and still deliver the same impact. And I think this movie does exactly that. We had a lot of three hour movies this year. A lot of movies that warranted that. This week alone, we had like this week alone, almost three we had films. long films. You know, we have reviews coming your way. So look forward to that. But we've had a lot of big blockbuster films this year have long run times that were needlessly not required. And I was never bored watching this one. So I think that's a big plus. Thank you so much to everybody who watched this review, who listened to this review. We love what we're doing at the movie podcast. We're so happy that you're here and we have this incredible community that we've been able to build. You know, we're coming up on five years, like we said at the top of the show. Um, And to think back to um, when Captain Marvel came out, March, 2019, we were only two or three episodes deep in the show at that point. Right now we're zeroing in on almost 700. So we're so glad that we're doing this. We're so happy to be working with incredible partners in this space. Thank you to Disney for inviting us to watch this film, giving us the opportunity to talk to the director, the composer, to the executive producer. Go check out all of our incredible interviews and make sure you follow us all on whatever social media platform you're on. Everything you need to know is in the show notes below, including our Discord Come have a great conversation with us. That room is always open. Episodes of the movie podcast may end, but that doesn't mean the conversation has to stop there. That was this time with the movie podcast, and we'll see you next.